If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Players, thanks for joining in. This is TJ Rosine alongside Sam Allen, and uh, we just want to send a shout-out and a thanks to our partners, PGC Basketball, uh, Lead Em Up, and Team Snap. And today we're going to jump right into um, a, an episode about shooting and how crucial it is. I know a lot of you as players, um, you know, you want to see more playing time. You want to see better results, and a big part of that is being able to put the ball in the basket. And, uh, you know, what are you doing in, 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 in the season and uh, postseason and preseason to prepare yourself? to be the best player you can be and shooting is obviously a, a large component of that so I want you to think about uh, how do I become a better shooter and what does it take to become a better shooter Sam got any thoughts to start us off absolutely I love this topic so you know I, I get to go all around the country and, and talk about shooting with players and the question I love asking to start out is when you're talking shooting is what is a good shooter no, really, let's define what is a good shooter and put some numbers on it. And so I've asked this, TJ, well, literally all over the world. Even when I was in Australia uh, last year, I asked a group of about 120 athletes, same answers that we had over here in the States, which is I get answers anywhere from a good game shooter being a 90% shooter to being 10% shooter. And what that tells me is that most players – most players don't have a good idea on they, – they say they want to be a good shooter. If you ask your, your players, hey, how many of y'all want to be a knockdown shooter? You'll get 100% um, raise of hands. Then you follow up and say, well, what is a good shooter? Most of them have no idea. So it starts with, TJ, what is a good shooter and putting a number on it, which will then align us to what we need to do in practice, which we can talk about. But what's a good game percentage, like even for your team? Yeah, well, I think I do think this needs to be measured. And actually, I think this is important for your coaches, which I think a lot of your coaches are listening to these player episodes as well. I think it's important for them to know is that, like, not all shots are created equal. You know, like, I might have two guys shooting 38% from the three-point line, and that doesn't mean one shooter is as good as the other shooter. They're shooting 38%. And let me just define why that's not yeah. the case. You know, for instance, you know, I, I might have my starting two guard who, if he was left unguarded, would shoot 50% okay. from the three-point line, right? Mm -hmm. And my four-man, who doesn't get as guarded as tight, is shooting 38%. And they are a real 38% shooter, you know? And But there's different things that great shooters bring to the table besides just made shots. I mean, for instance, the game gets easier when you look at the Golden State Warriors or the San Antonio Spurs, right? Um, you know, Kevin Durant gets better looks than he's ever gotten, right? May not even score as many points as he did, but he gets better looks and shoots a higher field goal percentage with Golden State. Why is that? 
Well, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry have a lot to do with that. They stretch the floor for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think there is that, um, you know, what's that in-game shooting number? And, you know, for like a, from a three-point line, like if a guy's shooting 36 37%, I feel pretty good about it. If they're 38 39 40 and above, I feel really good about it um, from the three-point line. But I think a lot of that does carry into what their role is for the team as well. You know, for instance, if I put a great shooter in the corner and their guy stands two feet away from them, right, they're, the guy next to him is going to get a much better, cleaner look at a drive. And mm-hmm. if I put a, a you know a guy who, who who's not that nearly that shooter and they're in the help side clogging the lane, they're not going to get as good a drive. And so it, it does play play out different. So I think, to be honest with you, I pay a lot more attention to our practice shooting numbers mm-hmm. than I do to our game shooting numbers a lot of the time. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the why behind the shooting. Like why are shooting shooters so important to a system? So that players are listening to this. You spread the floor. You make other players around you better. But but speaking to our players that are listening for a second, you know my measurement is like, hey, forty plus from three. Like you're a knockdown shooter, and we're gonna probably run some plays for you. You're probably gonna have a green light. Probably want to get you seven to eight threes a game if you're a forty plus. You start pushing forty five plus or around the fifty mark. Like that's phenomenal. And but but that's in games. So what that translated practice and and in, in my time with players and really studying over this over the last ten years, I found you better be thirty percentage points higher. Like if you want to be a forty in in game, you need to be thirty forty in practice higher. So seventy to eighty in practice. So basically, players, how does that translate? Because one of the things I think that a lot of players just don't pay attention to is, um, well, first of all, if you don't know your numbers, that's a problem. Right, and it's likely that your coach has numbers and different drills they have that they like to see players at. But if your coach doesn't, then you should set numbers that you expect to see at. So, for instance, I think a very simple way. There's a lot better drills than this, mm-hmm. but if you were to go to the five spots at the three point line, a forty percent shooter in games is likely making out seven out of ten from all five spots. Yeah. And so that's the thirty percent higher that you're talking about, right? Exactly, yeah. So we actually do that with all of our guys and in our travel ball teams. We we do a a 25, but now we we put a time to it, which is an important piece of shooting. We do a – it's a minute 45 drill. They got to shoot 25 threes with a partner, partner, one partner rebounding, and they got to get them off in a minute 45. Now our really good shooters that that quick release and shot ready, they're doing it in a minute 30, getting those 25-5 from the five spots. And our best shooters consistently, we say we want you 18 out of 25 is 72%. You know, but the really good ones are shooting 20 plus out of those 25 spots. Now why do why do game percentages go down so much? There's a few reasons. One, you actually have defense in games. Practice you usually don't. Number two, there's pressure. People sitting in the stands. Pressure the crowds, you know. Number three, and this is where players really need to listen to what we're about to say, is they don't go game speed in practice. Mm-hmm. And so now the game's faster, and so percentages drop. Yeah. I think there's one more shot selection. Okay, yeah. You know, good, when you yeah. get into games, I think a lot of players. You know, I know players that um, I believe are forty percent three-point shooters that take bad threes, contested off-balance threes, and to me, it's a waste. Like, you should really care about your percentage. It shouldn't drive everything, but you should care. And I think part of shooting a good percentage is making sure that you choose good ones. And I think that's twofold. I think you earn coaches' trust 
when you do that. And you also don't kill your number. You know, well, I'm 33, 34%. You know, but really, if you, if you took away those 10 shots that were stupid shots, you would be up 38, 39, 40%. But you just had to get off those 10 that were no good. And I, I read a, a quote the other day. The difference between somebody batting 250 and somebody batting 350 and Hall the Major of Fame League Baseball. Or yeah, yeah. So if you're batting 350, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If you're batting 350, you're making 15 million a year. Mm-hmm. If you're batting 250, you're fighting to make the club. Yeah. And it's the difference in one and a half hits a week. You know. And so, if you look at it, it's a basketball. I think it's 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 the equivalent of taking um, two better shots a game. Well, if you shoot five threes, me and you go into a game and you shoot five and I shoot five and you make two and I make one, just one three, right? Yeah. Well, you're 40%, I'm 20%. Yeah. You add that up over the course of a season, it's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's in the details. Yeah, and turning down the bad ones is going to help you make two out of five mm-hmm. versus making one out of five. And so a lot of players are going to be listening to this during the off season, like they're in their postseason or they're about to transition in their postseason. And when they go in a gym, you know, most players, you know, you know, quite frankly, they don't know how to go and do a good shooting workout. And what is a good shooting workout? Well, first off, I would track your shots. I would measure it. Either go in and I'm going to shoot 400 shots and count how many you're going to make. Or go and say, I'm going to make 400 shots. So either count your makes or your takes. You know, just going in and shooting, you're going to get better. But when you measure, what gets measured will get improved. So, players, I would start journaling, keeping bringing a notepad or in my phone and track how you're doing with shooting so you can see your progress and improvement. Don't you think that's a key for – I wish I had done that as a player. I wish I had done that. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's three levels to it. And I think level one is just not even knowing. And I think that's a bad place to be. Like, I just go shoot, and I feel like I'm a good shooter. You know, it feels not always real. I think the second part of it, which is probably where I was early in my career, but learned to fix it later in my career, is that I was aware of what I made from a spot. Like, mm-hmm. I make 7 out of 10 from this spot, right? I think an even higher level it is tracking your shots all the time. And I think that's what great shooters do. You know, they do drills like our fatigue shooting. How many threes can you make in five minutes? You know, our best shooters are making 70. Our average shooters are making 50. You know? Is that with three people? Yeah, usually we have two rebounders, one shooter. And the one shooter just shoots straight for five minutes. One um, spot or moving around? Moving around the okay. entire time. Or it could be the... The, sh- the drill you just said, 25 threes in a minute 45. Or it could be okay. the ladder drill. How long does it take you to move all the way back, you know, starting in one spot all the way to the three-point line and get all the way around? Beal shooting. You know, there's a whole green light shooting. There's a whole bunch of different shooting drills that I think every player should go in. And, you know, if you really want to be a great shooter, I think you're measuring everything uh, in when you're shooting. But the minimum, I think, is to be highly aware of, of where you are out of five, out of ten, out, you know, that type of thing. Um, you should always kind of know where you are in, in that sense. But if you really want to be great, I think you're tracking everything. And I think uh, another thing you can do is be aware in your system. I think you want to train yourself to be good in any system, to shoot different shots. But also, you know, I, I would want to know where I'm getting most of my shots. So I was a point guard. I, I tended to shoot a lot of shots, you know, coming off. I, I was better off the dribble. So then I had to work on, you know, kick out on post-ups when I post-feed and relocate and get a kick out three, um, being able to catch and shoot. I wasn't as comfortable that early in career. You were you played more of a shooting guard, TJ, where you were, you know, coming off screens or spotting up. 
and you know on the wing or the wing and corners. So I think knowing where where you get your shots in your system helps, and maybe designing some of your off season workouts for that. And it's okay to build for the player you are, but also the player you want to be. It's okay then to to work on those things that you want to develop into. Yeah, I always like the sixty forty mix of mm-hmm. like. 60% of your shooting workout is what you do and what you're you're trying to be great at, you know? And then 40% is what you're good at trying to become great at, you know? So, for instance, if what you do is spot up, shoot the three, 60% of your shooting workout is spot up threes. The other 40% is now, how can I do coming off a screen? Mm-hmm. How can I do off the dribble? You know, because you're trying to develop those part of your game. But I don't think you can go in and spend 90% of your workout developing the things you don't do well. You need to make sure you're honing your craft on things you do do well. That's your bread and butter. That's what gets you playing time. That's what makes the team better. Probably at, at, at the lower levels, right? I mean, if we're talking, uh, if a professional athlete is listening to this, you know, they, they may know their role. I mean, I don't know that Kyle Korver is going out there working on coming off ball screens and pull-ups, right? But I think your point, too, I agree with your point, but the higher level you go up, you know, the more specialized you might be. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you're – I think also time of year matters, right? Yeah. Like, so if you're in season, I'd probably go like 80 90% on what my role is in the team, 10% maybe trying to improve. But in the off season, I kind of like the 60-40 mix a little bit better where next season you're trying to become a guy that comes off screens. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a girl that spots up and, and and you're trying to, you know, over the summer develop, not only can I spot up, but I can come off a screen or I can shoot it off the dribble. So I think timing of the year matters as well. One, one last thought I would add, too, is, and we teach this at our PGC Shooting College, is like – make competitions within your practice or your training like if you're in the gym working with a teammate like turn it into a competition or you know one thing we do a lot of is hey i'm going to shoot 10 threes at those five spots my own personal expectation and goal is i'm gonna make seven out of ten if i don't for every one i don't hit seven so if i hit six i missed it by one if i hit three i missed it by four i do a personal you know consequence that could be Five push-ups for everyone. It could be a down and back. Well, now I've put built-in pressure. I may start one for six. I know I can't hit my seven. There's still pressure on my last four shots because that's going to be extra running. Yeah. So, you know, tiering it uh, in your workouts. But having built-in consequences, that builds pressure. So now each shot matters. That's like a game. Yeah. You're down by two and you catch a corner pass and your team needs you to hit it. That's that's pressure that you've simulated in training. Yeah. So, players, I think it's really important. If you want to become a great shooter, which is going to earn you playing time, you know, if you can put the ball in the basket at a really high level, I think it's really, really important you start measuring, you know, if you don't already measure all the time so that you have a real gauge for where you are um, as, as a shooter. So think about that. You know, if you need ideas and ways, go talk to your coach what can i do to measure my shooting what drills do you have for me to be able to do that but uh, it's going to go a long way to making you a better shooter so uh put in the time there's no shortcuts to becoming a great shooter you got to put in the time but also don't put in wasted time so players uh good luck in in the off season or whatever part you are of your season and developing yourself as a shooter um hope it goes really well for you um try and learn from people and, and get advice and film yourself shooting as well so that you can see what you're doing well and and try and get feedback back from your shot on what you need to be able uh, to do better but i'm uh, tj rosine and this is sam allen and uh, players hope you enjoyed today's episode uh directly um, for our players so we can help you become better um if, if you don't already help your friends to listen or your teammates to listen so that you can have a better team this upcoming year but uh, thanks for listening to the hardwood hustle and we'll see you next time